When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could with things I picked up along the way. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast, where today I'll be looking at the question of really how does the whole system work? Um, Hearing from God, is God honest with us all the time? Does God ever lie to people? who are up to no good. Uh, Are prophets always correct? And do prophets do more than just tell people bad stuff that's going to happen? So the story from 1 Kings uh, is, I think, pretty relevant for today. Hopefully it is for you. There's always a second chance for all of us. And, and 
And uh, Micaiah says, you know, I will speak whatever the Lord says to me. Um, and the king of Israel, <laughs> and they have this conversation, the two kings. And um, he says, yeah, there's this prophet Micaiah, but I hate him. Um, we see the, the feelings of the king coming out that uh, he's not real into Micaiah. He seems to always have negativity, negative messages. Um, so Micaiah is brought in front of the king, and Micaiah, of course, says, um, you know, it's going to be a disaster. You, you don't want to do this. And the wrath of everybody is turned on Micaiah. Uh, this is the, and then there's this, this uh, peek behind the curtain. Um, this, this Micaiah presents to them as evidence for why he knows that this battle will be unsuccessful. Um, Micaiah says, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep that have no shepherd. This line of Micaiah is quoted by Jesus. He looked with compassion on the crowds as they seemed to be a sheep without a shepherd. Um, this shepherding role of the prophets is one that is often neglected. We often see their uh, foretelling and their foretelling, their prediction of doom and gloom or their prediction of blessing or sort of knowing the future. But there's also this idea of shepherding. The prophets did shepherd people. We see that in stories uh, mostly. We don't see it necessarily in descriptions of what they're supposed to be doing or even in their prophetic works, but they are providing shepherding, a leadership in a time where the kings of Israel and Judah are both corrupt and thinking about everything but what God wants them to do. But he has this vision. He shares this vision with them. Um, and the vision is the throne room of heaven and all the hosts, all the angels of heaven, um, or all the hosts of heaven. Whenever you see the word host in the Old Testament, you'll, it's the word army. The armies of heaven are standing before God to the right and left of him. We sing about this in our Eucharistic prayer. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. This is the throne room of heaven song that is repeated in Isaiah. It's repeated in Revelation. And we repeat it every Sunday in our Eucharistic prayer. Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. This is the throne room of heaven. And here... Um, the Lord says, who will trick Ahab? Who will I send? What angel will I send to trick Ahab? And one of the spirits, the lying spirit, uh, volunteers and says, I'll go. And so the Lord, Yahweh, the host, the leader of the armies of heaven, sends this lying spirit into the prophet's mouth. And uh, this this, and this is what is happening, he says. When all these prophets are lying to you, they have a spirit that is sent from the Lord to trick you. It's almost like a catch-22. If, if um, Micaiah is saying, don't go, and the prophets that they've gathered are saying, yes, go, you're going to be successful. It is the Lord who has tricked Ahab. Um, we see the ethics of lying in the Old Testament as being um, maybe different from what we teach our kids sometimes. We teach our kids never lie, tell the truth in every circumstance. And yet, when someone is evil, 
And when someone wishes to do us harm or do harm to somebody else, um, it seems like lying is okay. We see this in the life of Samuel. We see this in the life of, of young King David and his wife, Michael. We also see this in what the Lord does. And this is one of the examples where the Lord sends a lying spirit to trick Ahab. He's, the Lord is setting him up. Ahab has done so many awful and destructive things to, to the innocent in the land, not just to Naboth, the vineyard owner, but so many others. And the Lord is setting him up for a fall in battle. Well, Zedekiah, one of the prophets, is angry, and he comes up and slaps Micaiah, and he, he says, which way did the Spirit of the Lord pass for me to speak to you? This is the joke. The joke is, who struck you? This is the same joke that the soldiers say to Jesus when they strike him with the, with the rod and with their hands at his trial. They say, who hit you? Prophesy, prophesy. It's the only joke you can make with a prophet that's always funny in a, its own twisted way. Prophesy, tell me who hit you. Which spirit uh, passed uh, in this strike, Zedekiah says to him. And Micaiah says, you'll find out on the day that you're hiding from the soldiers in your own house, when you're trying to crawl into that closet, trying to get away from the destruction of the soldiers, then you'll know the spirit of the Lord was speaking through me. Well, they punish Micaiah. Um, they lock him away. They try to starve him. And Micaiah says, um, as they're marching out to battle, if you return in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he announces this to everybody, not just the king, but everybody. In other words, God is working behind the scenes through this lying spirit, through Micaiah, even though God wants to trick them, God wants to deceive these two kings, um, he's still offering a way out for all the people. He's still putting it out there that the Lord doesn't think this is a good idea, that the real truth of the situation is that you will go to battle and you'll lose, and a lot of people will lose their lives. And so Micaiah's speech echoes as a call to repentance to all the people that are listening, the people who will actually have to fight in the battle, who will actually have to suffer the losses of their friends, their sons, and their husbands. This is the message of mercy. In all of God's judgment, there is always a way out. There is always a message of mercy. There is always a, a second chance, a third chance, a fifth chance. And even it seems like after everyone else has given up hope that there'll be a good situation or a good outcome from some evil, destructive person's actions, the Lord is still offering that way out. The Lord is still offering repentance. And he does that for us, too. In the midst of our stubbornness, in the midst of our inability to change course, to back down, to, to turn around, to repent, the, the message and the offer of repentance is always there. It's always there for each of us. It never stops, never fades. God is always calling us back home, calling us back to God's self, calling us through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to repentance and renewal of life. And that chance is offered to each of us today. And I hope we take it.
which in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world. For only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care, and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Pray a colic for peace on 99. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And a prayer for mission on 100. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. 